Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, 20 Asian countries, and now across Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That is toll-free. At one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website's www.xzoneradio.com. And our TV and uh, website where you can actually watch and listen to us live Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. Eastern. That's 7 p.m. until 11 p.m. Pacific is www.xzonetv.com. Now, the new edition of the X Chronicles newspaper is out. If you would like to receive a free copy, all right, now just listen to these these simple instructions. Go to www.xzone-radio.com forward slash xzonenation.htm. As a member of the Exxon Nation, you get a monthly, you get the uh, free X Chronicles newspaper as soon as it comes out. Plus, plus, we're going to be starting a special discount coupon section for members of the Exxon Nation. And some of the pricing and some of the coupons and some of the sales available there will be unbelievable. Now, to become a member of the Exxon Nation, simply go to www.exxon.com. Dash radio dot com forward slash xzone nation dot htm or send me an email to xzone at talkstarradio dot com. I will send you the link. Sign up, and you will become a registered member of the Exxon Nation, and we will make sure that you get all the goodies that come along with being a member. It's that plain. It's that simple. Also coming in the very near future. X-Zone Symposiums across Canada and the U.S. More about that. Uh, we plan on having our first one in August. So details on uh, that to come later on as well. 
My guest this hour is Marie D. Marie D. Jones, and she is the author of uh, Science, and she spelled that P-S-I-E-N-C-E, How New Discoveries in Quantum Physics and New Science May Explain the Existence of Paranormal Phenomena. She is the co-author of Supervolcano, the Catastrophic Event that Changed the Course of Human History, with her father, geophysicist John M. Savino. She is also the author of Looking for God in All the Wrong Places, as well as hundreds of inspirational books, published articles, political essays, book and film reviews, and fiction. And her work has appeared in more than five Chicken Soup for the Soul books, among other popular anthologies. She has uh, also wrote and produced several reality and children's videos. She served as the president and media relations director for two UFO investigation groups in Los Angeles and uh, San Diego during the 1980s and 1990s. And we're going to be talking to Marie D. Jones on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues on the Talk Star Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, toll free, one eight seven seven five two eighty two five five. My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our two websites, www.xzonetv.com and www.xzoneradio.com. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Xzone TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Marie D. Jones is our very special guest. We're going to be talking about the year 2013. And Marie, welcome to the Exxon. So glad you could make it with us. How are you feeling? Hello. Thanks for being so understanding and having me on. How are you feeling? <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm actually doing better. That's um, great. I'm still on antibiotics, believe it really? or not. I'm telling you. Um, San Diego, California is a great place to live, but it is absolutely notorious for allergies, oh, um, respiratory infections, sinus infections. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's getting nailed down here. It's really something. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I've been I've been whacked by it as well, and so has my wife, and uh, we've been giving it back and forth to each other for a couple of weeks now, so I can sympathize with you. And you know, with me, the first thing that happens is I lose my voice, and that's not good because I talk a lot, <laughs> and I need my voice. Yes, but, don't we all? You know, I, I think it's a throat ch- uh, chakra issue that I need to kind of look into. Well, there you go. I'm sure you can take care of it. <laughs> now, now you, you and I are going to be discussing 2013 and 2012. Everybody knows about 2012, but right. very few people think past 2012. Oh, exactly. exactly. And, you know, there are so many theories about the coming of the year 2012, uh, Marie. 
What got you interested in writing this book? And what are the impo- most hmm. important and most prominent theories you became aware of? Well, you know, the the thing that really got to me was how many people didn't know anything about it or had heard, like, for example, I have my house up for sale, uh-huh. and my realtor saw my signature line on my email, and he saw that I, you know, I'm writing this book, 2013, and he said, oh, you know, I saw something on the History Channel, and I, I kind of know about it, but I don't really. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to write a book that uh, could be handed to someone who knew very little or maybe nothing at all about all of the mythologies and the theories and the, you know, the different um, stories surrounding this very enigmatic year of 2012. And I really wanted to do it from the objective viewpoint of, say, a reporter who, who literally sat down and just tried to accumulate all of the different information out there into one book. And it was really tough. Uh, but I think I, I got most of it in there. <laughs> and... You know, absolutely, I had to start with the biggest and most widely known theory of all, and that's the Mayan long count calendar, which experts believe ends on December 21st, 2012. And, you know, that's the, that's the main thing people mm-hmm. think about when they talk about 2012, as you well know, with the guests that you've had on, sure. all of the books that are out there. But because people have written so much about it, I felt like, okay, I'm just going to devote one chapter sort of the basic education on the 2012, the different dates. You know, we've got the uh, date of 2011 that's being discussed by some people. And I really only devoted one chapter to that. And I also devoted one chapter to the Judeo-Christian and Islamic sort of apocalyptic end times worldviews. And all of those, uh, you know, the Planet X, all of the very uh, destructive and and Armageddon-like theories that are out there. But mainly what really fascinated me is the stuff that is happening anyway in the world that I think is going to happen despite these theories. Um, whether these theories come true or not, we're really not going to know until that, you know, that day. <laughs> exactly. But there's stuff happening, geopolitical things. I mean, we've got water shortages. We've got emerging diseases. We've mm-hmm. got medical breakthroughs. We've got information technology, all this other stuff really started to kind of blow my mind, and I thought, wow, even if the Mayans, you know, even if we're misinterpreting what they're saying, and we all will wake up on that first morning of 2013. I'm sure we will. You know, people are saying, is it going to be the end of the world, or are we going to be transformed? I believe there's going to be some big transformations coming, and they're Mm -hmm. already in play. And so that's really what I wanted to focus on, just some of the mind-blowing things that are going to be coming down the pike in just a few short years that are already going on. I mean, if you watch the news, you can see that there seem to be increases of certain things that are going on. So now, I, who, I you know, I really felt like my job was to present everything that is being talked about in terms of 2012 as if we made it through. And here's what the world could look like were we to make it through. You know what? I like that approach. I really do. Because there's so many people doing doom and gloom. You kind of say, oh, come on. I know doom and gloom and blood cells, but it be realistic. Did. And, you know, it didn't happen on Y2K. Exactly. It didn't happen on, on the supposed millennium, which most, most people got that year wrong anyway. Of course. And, I mean, all through all of the creation myths, you've got that, that sort of cyclical uh, story of creation and destruction. So, but yes. you know what? I heard something really fascinating last week that... That that has stuck with me and has made more sense to me 
than a lot of other things have. Mm-hmm. We had a guest on last week, and and he he is he, a person who is very knowledgeable in theology. And I asked him about the end times, and he says, you know, Rob, the book of Revelations is the most misunderstood book in the Bible. I agree. <laughs> he said, the Armageddon, the end of the world, is not talked about for the masses. That is each and every one of us. It's an awareness that the end of our world is going to come and that we should live every day to its fullest because we never know when that end day is going to be there. Oh, absolutely. And And I think, you know, individually and collectively, we do go through cyclical Mm -hmm. beginnings and endings, and, and we do go through transformations, and perhaps because of, you know, the sheer magnitude of all of the people that are thinking about 2012, there is going to be a collective leap in transformation. And, and I do have a whole chapter devoted to how much of this is happening because we're intending it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really a strong advocate of the power of intention. Oh, so am I. Yeah, and I think that, you know, things are going to happen because people expect them to. But I fully intend to jump out of bed, you know, on December 22nd, and it, maybe the transformation will only occur in my own consciousness, maybe not. But I don't see, and, and I'm not saying that I'm an expert in the Mayan calendar, I'm certainly not. Mm-hmm. But I don't see anything anywhere in there where it says, you're all going to die. No. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing because there. people just say, well, <laughs> it's the end, it's, it ends there. You know, that doesn't mean that life doesn't go on. That doesn't Absolutely. mean that there's not another calendar. Maybe they ran out of chisels. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know. You know. My feeling is they just got really bored with the whole calendar thing and went on and did something else. But, you know, I mean, there are sure. um, some researchers that claim that there there is evidence that there are uh, dates beyond 2012 in some of the Mayan writings and, and on some of their um, architecture. But despite that, I think that, you know, we, we latch on to these end-time theories, and I, I think they serve a purpose. I really do. Sure, to sell books, sell Well, videos. not just that, oh. but I think people have this um, need to believe in a righteous cleansing even if they're included in it. And and I'm not quite sure where it comes from. A psychologist could probably tell you a lot better, but people seem to get really excited about the fact that the whole world could go to, to pot and, and yeah. they could be included in that, you know, in that widespread death. It's almost like a righteous type of judgment that people buy into. And I, I don't know if it's a religious thing or if it's a human thing, well, but it's almost like we have this need to try to predict our own demise. Well, you know, I, I, I think it has a lot to do with what is going on in the world today. People see a lot of negativity. You turn on the, the TV, you watch the news channel, there's death, there's right. destruction, there, there, are, there are famines, there are homelessness, the economy is taking a bitter beating, exactly. there are so many people who are losing their homes. To a lot of these people, losing their homes is the end of their world. Exactly, and I'll tell you, my house is up for sale right now. I'm trying to avoid foreclosure. Southern California, I mean, you have all heard about the market down here. But the thing is, is that you can change your perspective. I mean, to me, that's not as much of an ending as it could be a wonderful new beginning for my son and I, you know, to find a a new place to live and not have this big house that we don't ever, we're never in anyway. I mean, I think it's just changing your perspective. You've got the right attitude. 
You've well, got the right attitude. You're not a person who is going to sit there and say, oh, my, this is the end. You're, what did you just say? This is a new beginning. Exactly. And you know what? Don't watch the news, people, because that's one perspective. For every negative thing going on in the world, there are 25, 30, maybe more positive things that you're not hearing about because they don't sell advertising. Exactly. <laughs> if, it don't, if it don't bleed, don't, you don't read. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. If, you, if it don't if it, bleed, if it you don't lead. It, yeah, yeah, bleed. There you go. Yeah, I, went, I took journalism. I should have known that. But yeah, I'm more fascinated by this whole idea of collective transformation because, again, you know, we mm -hmm. read books like The Tipping Point, sure. and, and if enough people are expecting something and thinking about the same thing and putting that energy out there, I do feel that there is going to be some kind of transformation. It may not be a big news-making kind of thing. It may be something very quiet and subtle. And I think you can see some signs of that going on, too, in the types of books that people are reading. There's a, a you know, sort of a huge resurgence of interest in, in things like the paranormal and metaphysics and consciousness and all this stuff. So I, I can see inklings of that happening. So can I, and it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful time in this Earth's history. It's exciting. It certainly is. <laughs> it certainly is, and, and it's very interesting to see all the different views. Yes. And the way that people are anticipating what this end could be. Mind you, you know, there was a study that was done, a survey, and, you know, 76% of the people who were polled knew nothing about the alleged end of the world 2012. Isn't that something? It, and those people are blissfully unaware. Let's not mess up their, their worldviews. <laughs> Unless we can give them something positive. Well, I, yes, I agree 150% that people do need positivity in their lives today. And um, this, is what, this is what life is all about. We have well, to take a positive attitude. We have to take, take the good with the bad. And, and I mean, you, look at the underworld that mm -hmm. the Mayans ended their calendar on. It's, it's yeah. this, you know, amazing universal underworld of consciousness revolution and transformation. It's not blood and death and gore and mass starvation and famine. And, you know, it's something that I don't know how it got distorted. I have a feeling that the Western religious traditions had something to do with the distortion of that image. But how can you take something so positive and, and, and put fear into that? I don't know, but stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back shortly as the Exxon continues live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back, everyone. Marie D. Jones is our very special guest. And, uh, Marie, what do you see as the uh, main challenges that we will be facing in the next five years? Us. (laughs) Us, yeah, us. I think it's going to be us and everything that we're doing to the planet and to each other and to the environment. And, um, I, and, you know, the funny thing is is that it's all preventable, too. I mean, I think right now it looks like the main challenges are going to be the shift in power mm-hmm. to nations like China and India. You know, for a lot of people, those are going to be positive shifts. If you are a business owner and you need cheap labor and, and you know, cheap products, you're going to be very happy with that power shift. But if you're an American worker, you're not going to be as happy. Um, I see... You know, access to, to drinkable water Big is time. literally threatening to plunge us into the world wars of the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this talk about rising gas prices and peak oil, we're going to be fighting over water if we don't do something now. Um, overpopulation, actually, the population has leveled off, but we have still at a point where we have limited resources to handle the people that we have on the planet and I don't want to make it, you know, of course, global climate change, and that's a huge one. But I don't want to make it all sound negative because these are all things that we can actually do something about now rather than some kind of outside force that, you know, we think is going to come down from the skies and, and destroy us that we have no control over. So, and, you know, hmm. emerging diseases. I mean, we, we don't even pay attention to some of the things that are happening. Malaria is spreading like crazy into areas it's never been seen in before, and that's directly linked to climate change. MRSA down here in San Diego is going crazy. You know, we've got children that have died from it, uh, avian flu, West Nile, yeah. SARS, you name it. But it's not all bad news. I mean, again, these are challenges that we can overcome if we kind of, you know, get our you-know-what in order now. The, reali- the, rea- the reality of what is happening is as Mother Nature is doing what she has been doing from day one. It's called a cleansing. I was going to say she's cleaning out her closet. That's exactly <laughs> what she's doing. And, you know, I laugh, but it's it's natural, and it's something that we... We have to expect, and are we helping her along in doing that? Yeah, I think we are. Uh, I think we can make that cleansing a lot less formidable and and destructive, but if you damage the earth enough, the earth is going to fight back. Well, I see us as as a disease affecting the earth, and the earth is starting to heal herself. She is, yeah, and she's got her own ways of doing that, and, you know, we call them bad and evil and negative, but really it's just nature doing what nature does when it's presented with a virus or an infection. Or, exactly. you know, it, it's got to get rid of the disease yep. the same way we have an immune system. That's right. How will technology play a role in the world? And uh, how do you see the world and technology on the first morning of 2013? This is a little more interesting because this could go positive or negative depending on what you think of technology. I mean, obviously, if you're a Luddite, you're not going to like this. But, you know, a lot of people are talking about the singularity and the doubling of, of uh, you know, the, the uh, computer technology and the amount of information that we can get in our computers and how things are snowballing to a point where we're going to reach this sort of point of uh, tipping point or singularity where the growth and development 
of computer technology and artificial intelligence is just going to explode. And a lot of people think that could be coming in just a few years because mm-hmm. if you look at the snowballing rate of increase of information technology over just the last 20 years, you can see how it's speeding up and speeding up and getting faster and faster and faster. Now, that could bring all kinds of great things like quantum computing, nanotechnology, um, bioengineering, uh, all kinds of you know human uh, Bio, bionics and longevity research that might actually wipe out aging and disease. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that can come out of this. But uh, once but again, if we're talking about, you know, world growth, world population, the lack of food, the lack of water, the last thing that we need are for people to live longer. Yeah, yeah, unless we can use some of this technology to start finding ways to create, you know, a Increased food crops. I know that there are seed banks that are being, you know, everybody's making sure that they're they're being well taken care of now. Yes. That we're hoping that, you know, I hate to to put genetically altered food in there, but that may be one of the ways that we're going to have to feed the masses later. Um, but I think one of the things is is that if we can make people healthier, then they're going to be more productive, and and some of these challenges and problems could possibly be overcome with that productivity. But, yeah, one of the fears is is that the technology itself will take over. If artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence, you know, where does that leave us? So that's a fear that, that some people have with this approach of, of this singularity. I kind of find it exciting. I think a lot of great things, you know, for people that are disabled or that need org, uh, organ transplants, mm-hmm. bionics, biotechnology can provide them with life. I mean, it can save lives. Now, whether or not you want to live to be 150 or 200, I don't know. That depends on what kind of earth you're living on. But I think that's where we're going to see some of the most exciting stuff that's going on in the next few years, even as we're watching the earth sort of fight for her survival. And that's exactly what she's doing. It is. It is. That is exactly what she's doing. And and you know what? Humans for some reason, want to live and keep living longer and longer and longer. And that I was, don't. That's, that's not part of the <laughs> I plan. I want to see what's on the other side. I'm see, excited. I mean, I don't want to die today, but I think if you live a good life, you know, you're happy with 80, 90 years. It just depends on what kind of life you've lived. You know, it's it's just like we're going against the plan. We're making up rules as they go along. We oh, are evolving we genetically. We think we can do that. <laughs> sure. We're, we're evolving genetically. And what do we see happening? Well, the germs are genetically oh, absolutely. advancing. And they're saying, well, wait a minute here. If you're changing, we're going to change. Yeah. And to the super yeah. bugs. And I have a lot of stuff about that because I'm sort of a closet virologist and epidemiologist. I, I probably should have gone to school for that. But, yeah, I mean, we could be wiped out by the tiniest of threats. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that, again, is preventable if we just stop damaging the earth the way we are and and the climate and cutting down the rainforest, which is releasing diseases that we've never had to deal with before. And, you know, the poverty that creates things like tetanus and malaria, diseases that are so easily prevented. So, yeah, we've got a lot of challenges coming, and perhaps um, the technology might be a way that we can overcome them. But I have a feeling sustainability and simplifying our lives is going to be more of an answer to those challenges than more information, more technology, more speed. I think simplifying is going to end up being the one thing that we need to do the most. 
Well, we're going to have to in order to survive. Absolutely. You better learn to live off the land at some point or you may not make it. And I think it's it would be really good to see communities start coming together. And I know that this is happen, happening. There are eco-villages mm-hmm. that are springing up, but not enough and not quickly enough. That's my biggest fear. You know, can we speed that up a little bit? Getting people to realize that they don't have to do this alone. You know, you can get together with your people in your community and try to figure out how you're going to survive the coming challenges. The challenges that are coming can be beaten, but people have to work together. It's not they going do. to. It's not they going do. to be just a matter of one neighborhood pulling its weight. It's going, it's to, be going to have people. to be global. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. A national, global, it's going to have to be big. And I think, you know, the Internet can really play a part in that, and it already is. It's bringing people together to talk and exchange ideas. But, again, there's still too much fear out there. There's too much of the, you know, the fear-mongering about things are going to be bad, they're going to end, you're going to die, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 20, it's, uh, it's the Y2K all over again. It is. It is. And remember, nothing happened. I mean, my computer worked the next day just I'm fine. Sure I'm not saying that nothing's going to happen because I don't know for sure. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. But really, if you look at the evidence and you look at the interpretations of the Mayan calendar, and it, people interpret things the way they want to. And for some reason, people feel they have to interpret us right into Armageddon. I don't know why. Uh, but that's not the only truth. That's not the only perspective. Well, once again, I say that, you know, the people who are saying that we're going to go into Armageddon, it's the end of the world, blah, 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 these are people who are selling books and they're making money on the doomsday prophecy. Well, yeah, and I think it's a lot of the real religious fundamentalists that are hoping for that mm-hmm. because it will confirm their belief system that, that they may not really believe in themselves and they need to see that confirmation. Yeah. Do you think that uh, people are finally going to get it, that we need to pull the the human race together in order to survive and to go forward as as, as one species? People call me an optimist, um, but I don't think I am. I think that if you don't always pay attention to the media, because like you said, the media thrives on negativity and mm-hmm. fear. I'm out there. I'm an activist. I work in the political arena. Uh, I see good stuff going on every day that people don't hear about but i think the grassroots the grassroots movements that are going on in you know all countries not just here in in america where i am or in canada where you are but everywhere that's really starting to explode i think people are figuring out one can't do it alone two you know check your ego at the door three come together right now or we're going to be in big trouble and that has nothing to do with the Mayan calendar. It has everything to do with the wheels that we have set in motion and that nature is now telling us she doesn't want to play by anymore. Well, you see, the Mayan calendar is giving a lot of people excuses for everything that is going wrong. They don't have to say, well, it's our fault. Exactly. They don't have to take responsibility. They can just say, well, look, it's the end of the world. These things are going to happen at this time. Well, and I mean, you look at the big three Western religions, and they've got mm-hmm. their ancient texts. They've got the Bible and the Quran and, you know, the Torah and blah, blah, blah. And they have their, their excuses, too. Uh, you know, there are a lot of fundamentalists that believe they don't have to take care of the earth because they're going to be raptured anyway. So... Who cares? Leave it. Leave it for the, the sinners. Not a good attitude to have, because <laughs> no. I don't think anybody's getting raptured off this planet anytime soon, but 
you're right. They're, they're perfect excuses to sit on your butt and not do a thing. And say, but what oh, about your children and your grandchildren? How are they going to feel when they know that you didn't do a thing? You know what? I don't think people think past themselves these days. No, you know, and the that, Native Americans had it right. You've got to think seven generations ahead. But, but no, we, we think me, 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 today, today, yeah. and, and that's it. You're absolutely right. And that's very unfortunate in today's society because we have to think globally. We have to think past the color of the skin. You have to think past a philosophy. You have to think past a, a religious belief. You have to think to the basic bones. Exactly. We're all the same. We all bleed. We're all part of this planet, no matter what color you are, no matter where you live. You know, It's humanity. It's, we're all the same species <laughs> but we should also care about other species i mean we're all here on this planet we better get along and we better take good care of the planet because she is letting us know that she's not very happy with what we've done so far yeah and i think you know i have a lot of friends that never thought about any of this before and i think it's very positive that they're starting to really figure out they need to get their spiritual houses in order and then from that they they get out there and they start working locally you know doing whatever they can mm-hmm. so i think that that's a good sign that the average person is saying mm gee you know this is not looking good what what should i do tell me what types of earth changes and natural disasters uh, might we be facing i think the same ones that we're always facing i mean i don't think there's going to be a super volcano that's going to erupt uh, people talk about things like asteroid impacts. We're going to know if that's coming, and right now, I mean, that could happen next year. It could happen two years from now. It could happen ten years from yeah. now. Um, what is increasing, and it, again, it's because of the climate change, is flooding and drought. And here in Southern California, I was evacuated twice in October from wildfires. I mean, there are going to be some devastating things going on, uh, famine, and, and there's plagues that are popping up. That kind of stuff. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of things like earthquakes, you know, my dad's a geophysicist, yes. and I bug We've... him about this all the time. Big earthquakes happen all the time. Um, there's no reason to believe that in 2012 there's going to be any bigger earthquakes than there could be tomorrow. Uh, in fact, the San Andreas Fault, the southern section, is imminent for a major, major quake. And that could happen, you know, today can happen 25 years from now. So I do talk a lot about what could happen, but I talk about it realistically. There's not a lot of proof except for the predictions that some people make in in relationship to their their theories, you know, their religious theories or whatever. There's not a lot of physical proof that anything other than the stuff that is related to climate change is Mm going to happen. You know, I... You and I were speaking to your dad on the show one night. Right. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the the uh, San Andreas Fault, and it's 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 been known for a long time that this is going to happen. It's just, like absolutely. you said, a matter and of when. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, based on some new studies that came out of Southern California, it is literally ready to go. But what that means in geological what terms, this means that in be radio terms, years, we've got to take you know? a commercial break. Please stand by. Marie D. Jones is our special guest, and we'll be back on the other side of this uh, break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How do you think uh, medicine will change by the time 2012 comes around? I think that has a lot to do with the, the sort of uh, approaching that singularity point with computer technology and, and just the information that is coming at us. I think there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs. We're on the verge of some amazing things with bionics. Yeah. Um, I have a son who's disabled, so I kind of keep up on a lot of this stuff. I think we're going to finally cure some, some diseases because, again, of this snowballing effect of information. However... I think, and I don't want to sound conspiratorial here, but I think the pharmaceutical industry will continue its stranglehold of, uh, you know, keeping certain cures under wraps. Um, but I'm excited about some of the things that are coming. And again, it has to do with this increase of not just consciousness, but just our intelligence is increasing. And if we can keep that in balance with our compassion and taking care of the planet, we can become the human race that, that we've always aspired to be. Do you think that um, it's possible to prepare for 2012? Because it's, uh, I can't say with all certainty whether it's going to be good or bad, and I think there's going to be a lot of both. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing people can do is try to prepare for uh, just, you know, the natural disasters that could hit you at any time, a tornado, an earthquake. You should always be preparing for those things, depending on where you live. I don't think you can prepare for, quote-unquote, the end of the world or, quote-unquote, a leap in consciousness, no, except you yeah. in your own life. Get your house in order. Mm -hmm. But my biggest thing would be don't wait. I mean, why would you wait to get your house in order? You could be hit by a bus tomorrow. Tell the people you love that you love them. You know, take care of your business. Go out and live your dreams. Don't wait till 2012 for some big aha moment, you know, some massive Oprah Winfrey aha moment to occur. <laughs> Start doing it now, <laughs> because what if that doesn't happen? Uh, was, so the, the preparation thing is something that um, people ask me, and I'm almost mm -hmm. stumped because how do you, if it is the end, why bother preparing? And if it's going to be this wonderful transformation, well, then you're in preparing for it now, even though you may not think you are. So get your life in order now. Don't wait. I think that my personal belief is 2012 is going to scare a lot of people that it's going to be very natural for everybody to want to work together because so many people have had the health scared out of them. Yeah, and I think there's going to be leaders that are going yes. to really need to step up and take by the hand the people that are in fear. And I've you know, heard from a lot of people that say that they feel compelled that mm -hmm. this is their goal to learn everything they can so that when this, this change happens, they'll be able to take the hands of those that are less prepared and that are living in fear and sort of lead them into this new, brave new world that we're going to be entering. I think that's sort of a wonderful vision. I think it's a great vision, and I think it's through getting the message out there that people need not fear everything that is a change and people need not take everything for verbatim that is read on a ancient tablet. 
Exactly. Theories so. are theories until they actually happen, and we won't know until that year what's going to happen. Marie, but I've I, got to say so long for tonight, but I do thank you very much for coming on. Always great having you with us. MarieDJones.com is the website, and I will be back with Patrick Cook after the news at the top of the hour as the Exxon continues live and around the world right here on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario.